The Sleepless in Lagos podcast is a hybrid of solo conversations and entertaining dialogue with like-minded individuals at different stages of their entrepreneurial journey. This podcast offers creative and practical advice on the interior design landscape in Nigeria, presenting an expose on the various human actors and the theatrics that happen behind the scenes. My name is Ada Ekweme Ugwike. I run a multifaceted interior design business called Lighthouse Interior Design with an exclusive e-design service which puts more control in the hands of our clients. So let's talk design. I'm really glad to be back for episode two of the Sleepless in Lagos podcast because I had planned to crawl under the sheets for whatever is left of eternity had episode one not gone according to plan. So this is me saying thank you for your kind words of encouragement. You make a sleep deprived girl want to be better. Enough of that. Let's get to the business of today. Let's talk five things your interior designer wants you to know about your design project. Congratulations! You have the keys to your new home and your excitement is fever pitch. For months, you've been planning and plotting every excuse to show off your home. Like, all your friends and family know that your house is going to be the next event center for any and every occasion. But before, you'll have to find someone to do it up. You'll have to find an interior designer to help you design your home. So you head to Instagram. There are a couple of posts that caught your eye and you proceed to sleep on the comment section so just that you can detect any hostilities if there's any buzz words that's flying around between the designer and anyone they've worked with it's not like you're about to pay anybody that will give you grief but you're in luck the coast is clear you're ready to get the show on the road <laughs> but halfway through the project it seems like things are not quite panning out like you're not really sure what's going on anymore there's just this negative energy in fact things are starting to go south and it is going south fast there's this meme i came across when i was preparing for this episode i mean what are the odds that i would find it but I'll, I'll link it up in the episode notes so you can have a look. It shows the relationship between a designer and the client at the beginning at the beginning of their work relationship. And then there's another picture which shows them one month into the project. I promise you it is the funniest thing you would see. And that's what this episode is about. So we're going to be sharing tips or I will be sharing tips that helps you create a healthy working relationship with any designer of your choosing. So it doesn't have to be with us, but any designer you decide to work with. We're talking five things you should know before you go into that project or into that relationship.
The success of every project is hinged on how well you are able to communicate, and in this case, how well you're able to communicate with your designer. So we are now on the five things we would like you to know, and communication is number one. Be clear on your project scope. What is it you're trying to achieve? What areas in your home need work? How much funds are you willing to commit? And how much time have you got to execute? Oga, we are happy you found love and you want to build a monument for Madame, but you just can't seem to decide on whether to build this Taj Mahal in the bedroom or the living room where everyone will have a good chance to admire it. Not only that, you're also not sure about when you plan to put a ring on it to make it official. No interior designer, definitely not lighthouse interiors, will have you on the top of their to-do list. When you're finally ready, bring along pictures, handwritten notes, anything that is a representation of the look you are trying to achieve. Interior designers love it when our clients come prepared. In a company, it's actually a policy not to charge for initial consultations because it's a meeting to decide if it's a good fit for both parties. Every designer worth their salt can tell you the outcome of a project after a few meetings. It doesn't take up to three meetings for us to make up our minds if we want to work with a certain client. So these are those little secrets that I'm sharing with you. We all know communication is a two-way street, so that means that there are certain expectations required of the designer. Simple. I'll tell you one of the biggest mistakes I made as a newbie. Actually, nah, like, nah, this was well past my newbie years. For whatever reason, I just thought that I didn't really need to bring my clients to speed when we're at different stages in the project. Like, I just thought, okay, you've contracted me and that should be enough. Call it a vote of confidence if you wish, but I just didn't see the need. But trust me when I say I learned hard and fast on the job. Understanding that clients fall into two broad categories helped my life. So on the one hand, there's a group that really can't be bothered. They're working with the timeline that you've provided and expect you to meet those timelines and give them enough notice for when it's time to move in. That is, if they don't live on site. (laughs) Then we have the group that want to be in on the tiniest details. And I mean down to when, say, when is a painter showing up to complete the last portion of the wall in the pantry? Like, what time is he arriving? What route has he taken? How is he getting here? Who knows? They might want to share traffic advice with him. I really don't know, but (laughs) I kid you not, these things happen. I mean, I had this client that called me so much that she ran out of things to say. And there was this particular phone call, like we both burst out laughing because 
I mean, it was plain ridiculous, but she just had to call me. She had asked all the questions she needed to ask. There was nothing, but she just, I mean, like, she just needed to call. But hey, it is what it is. I understand. With time, I, I, I came to understand that clients go through a very stressful time. The anticipation builds up. There are delays. And then our dear artisans are doing their magic. You know, so it's really not about just holding hands and singing kumbaya and picking out curtains for the daughter's bedroom. No, there's so much more to it. They just want their space done so they can live that life. So it is upon the interior designer to manage this aspect very well because if not, it can go it can it can go crazy. So just like a wedding planner would hold the hands of her bride and assure her that she's the most beautiful bride that she's seen, even if she said that to all the brides that she had, that's the same thing an interior designer is supposed to do. So like, we're supposed to be like your, should I say shrink? Yeah, but basically hold your hand and let you know that Mr. Yomide is going to show up and he will finish the wall in the pantry it's not the end of the world even if he turned up three days late but we need to hold your hands and remind you that at the end of the day everything is just going to be perfect perfect for you and that's that for communication number two on the list is the budget why do i sense some listeners propping themselves up to listen in on this one. You know, it's just like how you rearrange yourself when you receive an alarming text message and then you have to turn down the volume of the TV just to read this message. I sense that's happening here. I understand the usual argument that if you disclose your actual budget, it will be spent to the very last gobble. And this isn't peculiar to the design industry, so I'm quite comfortable talking about this because this is the topic that pops up every now and again. A certain amount of money equates a certain level and quality of work. This should always be a starting point when you start negotiations with your designer. If you set out XXX amount do not expect XXXXX level of work. Are the X's correct? Well, you get the gist. I mean, the X's meet somewhere. Just understand what the main point is. The most important thing for me when it comes to the money talk, the most important thing for me as an interior designer is knowing where to spend or if I need to hold back a full declaration from my client will let me know what areas to splurge and what areas to save. Contrary to what you may have heard, interior designers do save you money. Yes, don't turn your nose up, but we do save you money. In fact, that will be the discussion for another day. I've got a perfect example for knowing where to spend and 
knowing where to save. So we designed an, an ensuite bathroom. It was a master bedroom with an ensuite bathroom. And the brief was to create a hotel experience with X amount of money. X again. The bathroom was pretty basic and definitely wasn't giving up the boutique hotel vibe. And our client was gracious enough to share her budget. So with that, we created a concept which allowed for an extension into the balcony. And then we had an in so where the extension with the extension we were able to build we had an inbuilt shower cubicle in place of where this large plunk of glass and concrete and plastic it wasn't concrete actually it was plastic i think of a shower cubicle too big it was too big in the first place like it was just out of place Anyway, that gave room to this beautiful glass walk-in shower, which extended from one end of the wall to another. So it was much bigger. It could take two people. There was at least two people. It could take at least two people. And then we had um, inbuilt seating as well. So, you know, we were able to create a spa experience and prioritize the features that mattered the most to a client also have that awkward situation where you present a design concept and the client completely falls in love with it but can't afford it and that's where the wahala starts because it's going to be tough coming down from that high you've presented it she loves it she wants it, but with the bill, it's not going to work. And she's there. Okay, she wants you to, she wants the designer to perform some form of miracle and give her that design on a lesser budget. It can't work. So the client is over there upset thinking that the designer is just being unnecessarily stubborn and not wanting to budge. Whereas the designer is on the other end, upset that I've put all this time into this. I've put in all my energy. I've put in all the time. And you knew you had a budget, but you refused to share this budget with me. Maybe the client had said, go to town. Go to town could mean two different things or mean different things to do two different people so the client is the designer is upset thinking okay this is going to cost delays to the project we have to go back to the drawing board and do another design so this is going to cost delays to the project we have to assemble a new team because the craftsmen you intend to use for each project determines on the level that is the level of the amount of money that's involved so all of these things come into play. So everyone is just there boiling in their own corner. And then you're now wondering, <laughs> you're wondering where the negative energy is coming from. That is your answer. That is where the energy, the negative energy comes from. And then if not managed properly, everything is just the beginning of the end. Like everyone is working with, with this, 
thing hanging over and trust me that's the last thing you want you want you you want an atmosphere where you're free to chat with your designer and with no inhibition like you're happy and you feel free talking with your designer no matter no matter the fancy english you want to use or a designer wants to use the truth remains we're all human so at some point human emotions come into play so these are these are the things to bear in mind and i think at this point we would come to an end of this episode i decided to make this a two-part episode so we could do justice to the point and um still in this first two points that i've raised i'm hoping i can get some emails for if you agree or if you don't agree or if you had a different experience we'd like to talk about it so in ne- in the next two weeks we would complete this the second part of the five things your interior designer would like you to know to have a successful working relationship thank you and please please share 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 this let the world hear the good news <laughs> okay thanks My name is Ada. Thank you for listening. The Sleepless in Lagos podcast is a humorous and relatable story of a Lagos Nigerian-based interior designer navigating the crazy business streets while sharing important tips learned along the way. You can follow our work on www.lighthouseid.com or find us on Instagram at lightworksng or sleepless in Lagos.